0: Hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson, how's everyone doing at the end of the week here getting ready for Steelers Cardinals and we are going to talk today, I'm going to finish with my prediction, but when Arizona has the ball, which I expect to be the more competitive side of things, as mentioned before, Arizona's defense is littered with replacement level players and can be attacked in so many ways. So, for the season, the Cardinals average 4.9 yards per play, but their last three, they're up to 5-3 with Kyler Murray there. So, it's getting better. I think this offense isn't terrible. Um, the Steelers surrender 5-4 for the year, which is really high, but only 4-9 over their past three. So, that's gotten better as well per play. The Cardinals offense converts a series of downs into a new series of downs 69% of the time. League average is 70. Steelers defense is a 69 too. So, Only six defenses are better, though, than the Steelers. The Steelers and Niners are the only two defenses currently in the top five in takeaways, as well as points allowed. Pretty good company. Arizona is averaging a league-low 0.92 points per drive on the road this season. This is a bad team, but they are unbelievably bad on the road. I mean, it's crazy, and they're coming over here – For what's a 10 o'clock start for them, maybe some weather they're not used to. I mean, far trip, of course. The Cardinals have run a higher percentage of 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends, than any offense in the NFL at 11%. That's a big number. No defense in the league has faced 21 personnel, a higher percentage of their snaps than the Steelers, who are also 27th in the league in seeing 11 personnel. Cardinals offense has zero snaps, though, with two backs on the field together. Pittsburgh has utilized their nickel package with five defensive backs on the field just 37% of the time. Just one defense in the whole league uses nickel less than the Steelers. So they are still big or fast. I mean, they're either base or dime. Over the past seven games, the Steelers are allowing just 15 points per game. During that stretch, they've allowed a league-low 12% of their drives to result in a touchdown. The Steelers have allowed a league-low five passing touchdowns over their past seven games. And now they get Minka back. Pretty pretty enticing. Arizona throws the ball 58% of their offensive plays, which is very close to league average. But over the past three games with Kyler Murray, a quarterback, that goes up to 64%, which would be near the top of the league. So they're obviously changing how they're playing offense. Only the Browns, Cowboys, and Ravens have a better completion percentage allowed than Steelers' defense, but only three defenses have a higher average depth of target. So we talk about this every week. People are not completing a a high percentage of passes against Steelers, but they are throwing deep. Murray is 13 of 38 on passes 10 plus yards downfield with one touchdown and two interceptions. That's the lowest completion percentage in the NFL over that time on such deep throws. So he's not actually been good at it as a team. Only four offenses have a lower yards per route run than Arizona. So I think you're aware that Joey Porter has been close to a lockdown guy, but how about these numbers? When he covered DeAndre Hopkins, that was 50 of 77 possible routes, including 53 of 58 on the perimeter and seven of 19 from the slot. Against Porter, Hopkins had one catch for 17 yards on five targets. Cooper was four for 34 on his four targets against Porter. Then against Jamar Chase last week, Porter lined up opposite him 24 of 28 snaps with Chase catching just two passes for 36 yards against Porter. Pretty darn good. Marquise Brown's a little scary in this one. Um, 28% target per route run last week was as high as since week six. But in his first two games with Murray, Brown was targeted just five times, catching three of them for 46 yards. They're crazy if they don't get him more involved. And I do expect Porter to follow Brown. With Michael Wilson out of the lineup the past two weeks, Greg Dortch has has run a route on 81% of the dropbacks, posting a 23% target share and averaging 8.5 targets per game. So he's not a nobody. I mean, Greg Dortch is a pretty decent player. A guy that I'm really fond of though is their tight end, Trey McBride. He became a full-time starter in week eight when Zach Ertz got hurt. And since then, he averages 6.6 receptions and 70 receiving yards per game. He now has 25 targets from Murray in those three games and at least seven in each game with Murray. Last week, only Marquise Brown was on the field for a higher percentage of Arizona's pass plays. And... In Murray's first game back, McBride received a 28% target share. That number then dropped to 23.3 and then to 20 last week. But for the season, McBride ranked second in targets per route run and third in yards per route run amongst all tight ends in the league. So, he's a good one. But however, the Steelers are third best in the NFL, allowing 6.1 yards per target to opposing tight ends. They've been really strong against tight ends. 15% 15% of the the Cardinals targets have gone to a player that aligns in line. Only the Vikings and Browns are higher. Hurts and McBride basically is what that is. Um, TJ Watt. He's pretty good. Shocker. But how about this? So he had two sacks last week. They got the Browning four times all game last week. But Watt joins Reggie White as the only two defenders with 90 plus sacks in their first 100 games since 1982 when, when sacks were first tracked. Last week was Watt's fourth game of the 2023 season with two plus sacks. One more two plus sack game will tie Watt with his brother JJ for the fifth most games ever with two, point sack, two or more sacks in a player's first seven season. Watt also aims for his fifth game in a row with a sack and eighth in a row at home. He has a seven game sack streak at home. It's crazy stuff. All right, I'm going to take a break and we'll talk run game and prediction in a minute. The Rams held James Conner just 27 yards on the ground. And Arizona as a team rushed for just 73 yards with only two rushing yards for Murray. Connor only handled 43% of the rushing attempts. His, but However, his 5.06 yards per carry ranks 6th of all ball carriers with at least 50 attempts. His 5.8 explosive run rate is just behind 8 runners. Connor is also 7th in yards after contact per attempt. He's still quite good, I mean, this is the bottom line. In the first game since being claimed off waivers from the Jets, Michael Carter played 27 snaps compared to 30 from Connor. Carter's 19 routes led the Cardinals' backfield. As you know, Joe Mixon ran for just 18 yards last week on eight carries, which is criminal. His lowest rushing output since 2019, and the Steelers surrendered just 25 rushing yards in Cincinnati. The Steelers have not allowed a running back to rush for 80 or more yards since week four. Since Cam Hayward returned from injury reserve in week nine, the Steelers give up just 85.5 rushing yards per game. But from weeks one to eight, they gave up 137.1. Big difference. Cam's pretty good. Murray has a rushing touchdown in every game since his return. He has 18 career games with both a rushing and passing touchdown, tied for third most for a quarterback in his first five seasons in NFL history, He averages 4.7 carries per game this season. Still a very, very dangerous runner. As a team, the Cardinals rush for 4.8 yards per carry. Third best in the league. It's like one of the only things they do well, to be honest with you. And have the seventh best explosive run rate. And remember, Murray didn't play most of the year. The Steelers allow the most yards after first contact per carry in the NFL. Arizona's offense Last in the league in fourth down conversions. Over the past four games, the Steelers are giving up 3.75 points in the second half of games. It's unbelievable. Second half of games, are giving up less than four points per game. For the year, they're at 7-0. Only the Niners are better. The Cardinals are dead last in points produced in the first half of games. So if they stink producing points in the first half and the Steelers are great at eliminating limiting or limiting points in the second half, thus my prediction. I think the Steelers win this going away. Um, I have them winning 24 to 10. And I know this offense doesn't score a lot of points, but the only reason I don't have them scoring more is because I think Tomlin will just run it 8 million times and with great success and two backs And snap after snap after snap and eat up all sorts of time of possession. And the fourth quarter, the Cardinals will be just gasping. That's really what I think. I think the Cardinals will make some plays on offense. Not enough. I don't think they'll be on the field nearly enough. And then in your back pocket for the Steelers offense, you have great matchups with Pickens and Johnson on the outside. And I'm kind of just saying, if needed, if needed, attack those corners. But why not just play it close to the vest? I know that's not what you guys want to hear. You want to hear, oh, they're going to score 40. If they're getting first down after first down, handing it to Najee and Warren, that's what they're going to do. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And it's just going to be a physical domination. And I don't think Arizona runs at all. So there you have it. Uh, I'll be back. Chat, after, chat the uh, post game as usual. Over and out.